Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Twanda. And I'm Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey. You look excited. Are you excited? Twanda, when am I not excited? That's a, that's a good point. That's yeah, a good I'm point. excited. But I, I mean, and we have such a cool topic today to talk about. So I'm very excited. All right. Well, our topic today is return to the motherland. Okay, that's what I call it, return to the motherland. I did a little research mm-hmm. and it's actually called um, the year of the return. That, yeah. That you've I, heard about that. You know, I did hear about it, but I only heard it, I heard about it like after it happened. <laughs> yeah, like I, I heard, I got all these great pictures and yeah. I was like, what, how did people know about this? And I didn't know, like none of my friends said, hey, Twanda. <laughs> Like let's plan this. Right. So, okay. So let me tell you guys what it is based on um, my Google search. So the year of return is an event to mark the four year anniversary of when four years, four year, 400 years. That's what I said. (laughs) I thought you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> the event to mark the 400 year anniversary of when the first enslaved Africans arrived in um, Jameson, Virginia, in the United States. And that was just, I was like, okay, well, it looked a lot more fun than that thing said. So, well, yeah. if you ask me to tell you anything else about it, um, I, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can only report what I've seen in pictures. Right. That's it. And so what we decided, because we always have a lot of questions, is yes. to bring on some people who knew about this firsthand. So yeah. we brought on some experts um, um, today. We have Robert and Crystal. So Robert Anza is from Ghana. He's um, grew up, He was born here in the United States. And but he spent some time growing up in Ghana, uh, in Ghana, and he lives here now, but goes back a lot. And we have Crystal Barnes, who she attended the inaugural um, event last year, the Year of the Return. And so I work with both of them. So first of all, let me just say, me bringing some guests again. I'm so proud of me. Romel brings all the guests, y'all. I'm trying to keep up, right? So I'm excited that I have friends and I can bring some folks and I work with both of these uh, these folks. So welcome, you two, both Robert. Welcome, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Romel, kick off our first question. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to ask this to Robert. Um, Robert. Now, you're first generation um, here in the United States. So your parents grew up there, right? And um, so, so can you tell us really what, the, what it is to you and your family? Yeah, the year return for me was really important because, um, like you mentioned in the introduction, I was born here in the U.S., but I spent a lot of time in Ghana. And, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in the U.S. as an African wasn't always easy. <laughs> you know, you had the jokes and whatnot because of misunderstanding and miseducation, purposeful miseducation, I would say, on both sides. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So to know that a lot of my friends, a lot of African-Americans, a lot of uh, European Africans were coming home to Ghana and everyone having such a great time. Uh, for me, it was great because it was like people are rediscovering 
uh, the continent themselves, a piece of themselves. And I know not everyone mm -hmm. considers themselves an African, but still just to see black people come together and having fun in Ghana, um, I really didn't hear any negative comments from people who came back. Everyone said that as soon as they touched down, it felt like home, which is what I feel all the time because it is my home. So for me, it was a real proud moment just to see folks coming to Ghana, having a great time, enjoying themselves and uh, planning to come back. You know, a lot of people said it's not the first or the last time coming. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, then I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I hear you talking about it sound like, you know, you first step on the land and it feels like home, but Robert, it is home. So I want to ask Crystal about your experience. Crystal, like, first of all, how did you hear about it? And what made okay. you go? Like, were you planning this for, for years? Or like, how did this come about for you? I will tell you, and great, thank you, Twan, and good afternoon, everyone. So, oh, wow, I, where do I start? Literally planned the trip two months before I went. Who does Whoa. that? Yes, Had I ever, I can tell you right now, it was a life-changing and compelling event that drove me to say I wanted to go somewhere, but I didn't just want to go to the beach. I didn't want to just go out west. I wanted to go somewhere. So I had a girlfriend that said, come on, let's go to Africa. I said, Africa? <laughs> she says, yes, Africa. And I said, absolutely not. I, people plan years what? to go to Africa, <laughs> right? So I said, I will never be able to go to Africa. It'll be five years from now before I can go to Africa. Well, it just happened. God made it work. Um, about a month later, again, further thinking about the, the life-changing event that I went through, I said, you know what? I'm going. Where am I? What am I going to? We're going to Afrochella. So there's an event, as you, that is, uh, as Robert um, is, is a Ghanaian and, and, and knows about um, Afrochella. So knew nothing about the year return. It was all about Afrochella. And as we started doing research, we discovered that it was all about the year return. So uh, Robert can probably add a little bit more, but it's a festival designed to highlight the diaspora, uh, cultural events, cuisine, just if you could imagine if you've heard of the Coachella. So it's mm -hmm. the African version of Coachella. And I said, I am there. I saw pictures, went to the website, and just started booking our travel. And so... Um, as I started uncovering more and more about Afrochella, I learned more and more about the year return. Wow. No idea that all of that was going on. So we literally got lucky on everything about the trip, the accommodations. It was meant to be. So once we found out more as we were planning closer to it, I could just go on and on. But Afrochella is what drove us to then be to learn more about the greater event that was going on, which was, of course, the year of return. Okay, I don't want to so. sound stupid, but Afrochella, is, is my understanding of Coachella, is more of a music event. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I'm thinking, I don't even know how many days it is, but I knew that the year of return, because I, I did a little Google searching, you know, <laughs> I could be prepared. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there were music 
music events, but that wasn't the only one. So there was Afrochella as a music event, which I thought was like a huge, big, big deal. Like that would be the only thing too. So Crystal, I hear you saying, if I heard Afrochella, oh, I'm going to go travel a destination place. But I heard there were multiple music events and more. So let me go to you, Robert. Yeah. Um, Afrochella, that's, that's, that's one event. Um, are you, you know, are there, were there other music events during that time? Yeah. So December in Ghana, first of all, it's just like a crazy time because that's when a lot of the music uh, festivals happen. And that's when all the folks from back home uh, or across come back home. So from the U.S. and from the U.K. come back to Ghana. So Afro Nation is one festival. That's the one that I actually yeah. went to. Uh, and Afrochella, I actually went there last year. So because I went to Afrochella last year, I did Afro Nation this year. And music is the highlight, but fashion is a big part of it. Food is a big part of it. Um, just a lot of camaraderie and networking. So Afrochella and Afro Nation are the two big ones, as well as Dutty Ray. Dutty Ray is another big one. So they actually had Rick Ross come to Ghana uh, this past December. So what? yeah, it's crazy. And Cardi, Cardi wow. B was in Ghana. Yeah, yeah, Cardi yeah. B was there too. Cardi B. It's okay. big. Okay. It's crazy, let, me, let me ask you a Everyone question. Everyone was there. I, no, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Everybody was not there. I didn't even know about it until y'all got back and started bragging. But Robert, you said that every December is a big deal in Ghana, yeah. not just this year of return. So I'm going with my Google search mm-hmm. and it's like the year of return is, is this time. But you're saying there is a, has always been kind of a return to Ghana Type of thing? Uh, so December has always been the time for Ghanaians abroad to come home uh, for a couple of reasons. Oh, uh, you know, Christmas is, is really big in Ghana, but also just generally speaking with work, that's when you can get the most vacation, you know, okay. get your vacation days. Okay. With oh, Christmas that makes sense. Because yeah. so, okay. yeah. yes. if you're going to go across the Atlantic Ocean, you want to stay at least 10 days. You know, that flight is not a quick flight. So you got to make sure you get a lot of time there. So, So how long is the flight for you going from Texas. Yeah, so from Houston, I have a lot of family in London, so I always fly British Airways. So from Houston to London, it's nine. Got uh, from London to Ghana, it's six. So fifteen in the air, but with the layover and everything, it's about twenty-one hours. And Crystal, was oh. that? I mean, you're coming from North Carolina. Was that about the same for you? Yeah. Um, first time around, we didn't know what we didn't know. Um, <laughs> so it was about seventeen hours for us. Okay. Because we ended up flying to Ethiopia, which was kind of awkward, but it may have been just the abundance of people that were going. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found out later we could have taken South African Air right out of D.C. for nine to ten hours. I don't know if you've oh. heard that before, Robert, or know about that. You probably have. But um, but we took the long way. But next time I'm, I'm definitely returning. So uh, we'll know to go South African Air straight uh, out of D.C., uh, to, to Ghana. Okay, so that's yeah, like, I, like, hours, so. I like that you yeah. said you're definitely going back. So definitely going back. What what is it that definitely? <laughs> she said yes. She's she. We're on Zoom <laughs> and we see her pumping. And and we're on Zoom so we can see each other. But you notice I peeped your shirt. Is your 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 year of return shirt? Yeah, She's she already hey. ready for this <laughs> conversation. I, I I know you have a question. I'm just weeping because okay. I wish I could go back this year. That's mm-hmm. that's really, and and I that's all I. If you can feel my energy behind it, 
my friend and I that went, we're we talk about it once a week. And so oh, I would wow. love to go back tomorrow if I could. I got so, chills. What? And <laughs> I, I wish you would stop feeling what I'm feeling, Twanda. Oh, okay. I can't help you. <laughs> I've got chills yeah. over here too. I know. But no, but Thanks, I was going to ask you what. <laughs> what impacted you so much that makes you say like this is this is a thing i'm going to go back i'm going to go back often what what impacted you the most great question i will say where do i start i'll try to keep it as short and simple as possible i just didn't know what i didn't know and when i got there when i arrived i truly felt like i was at home i met so many new friends. I I know that it's just so much that we have not been taught here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And being, you're in the majority and not the minority, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're learning, you know your history from what your parents have taught you and what your culture and what your village here has taught you. But when you see it, you see own you you feel it you feel at home right you know i'm home because this is where i was born but when when i left there where i arrived not one negative interaction nothing but welcoming and loving you know that that's somewhere along you that's your home and so mm-hmm. i didn't get enough and i was there for 10 days mm. and i wanted and i want to go back because it was so much that I missed going for the first time. You just, we had an agenda and we just totally washed it away because we just had other things that we wanted to know about just on a day-to-day basis. So the reason um, I want to go back is because I feel bad that I feel like I've been bamboozled here and not known the rich culture and just everything, the plight that I should know, um, it, being, being an African, being in Ghana. So I can't wait to go back. I'm going to try to go every year, if not every other year. Okay, this oh, is sounding. Okay, so Robert's back here, slapping his fist. Like, yes. My next question to you will be related to the cost of this, but I wanted to go to Robert first. So just know I'm queuing up to figure out, you know, like how do people who are listening to this who want to do it too, like how should we be preparing? How much money is this kind of going to cost? But not yet. I wanted to ask Robert, um, what are the misconceptions that you find? I I love your experience having, um, you know, you grew up um, there, uh, your parents are born there and, uh, but you spent the bulk of your time here in the U.S. So what are the misconceptions about Ghana uh, that a lot of us um, uh, African-Americans here from the States, what, what, yeah, what are the misconceptions you see? Yeah, so like growing up in America, of course, the education system here, I never learned anything positive about Africa. Um, you know, you read the textbook that says that's where slaves came from. You know, you watch the movies back then. A lot of the jokes were, I guess, the Africans, you know, um, the commercials, you see the HIV commercials, the starving children. So as I got older yeah. and I start to look back, I was like, okay, I get why people didn't want to be considered African or, you know, why the jokes came. It's not their fault. This is all they had, you know, for me, mm-hmm. I had been there. So I knew it was real from the fake and whatnot. And for me, it's, 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 it's purposeful. You know, they don't want to show you what's positive because anytime we come together, 
you know what happens. Good good stuff comes to get good good things come about when we come together. So they try to keep us apart. Um, so those misconceptions about when you land, you're gonna see you know lions and stuff walking around, or you know we don't have big houses just like we have houses here. We have Uber there, KFC is there. You know I don't eat those things. I eat the African food, but just to let you know, there's Western things over there as well. So. Um, I think this is just a big misconception that things that are in the Western world don't exist in Ghana and that it's just a dangerous place. Or I should say Africa in general, because it wasn't really Ghana specifically that the misconceptions were about. It's about Africa as a whole. But even though there's 54 countries in Africa and every country is different, um, but I think just in Africa in general, um, the misconception that it's poor and everyone's starving is, is not the case. There is trouble. There are things that need to be fixed and we have a long way to go. Um, I think especially now, since a lot more African-Americans and Caribbean uh, Africans are coming together with Africans, there's a lot of progress being made. But yeah, those misconceptions, uh, I think if you were to ask Crystal being there, a lot of them were, were dispelled. Oh, that's it. They were immediately. I want to go. Um, I, I, of course, I'm thinking, okay, you said 10 days. I'm thinking, okay, how many days I got a vacation? <laughs> Who's going to take care of my kid? Yeah, but money, you know, those are things that I want to um, think about. So, of course, I know the airline is going to cost a, it's going to cost a penny to get over there. So I, I, I recognize that. But then um, um, do you feel like the cost of hotel and venues are similar to what we would expect here? Uh, so as far as yeah, that was I want to see what I want both both you and Crystal's um, yeah, because look, Robert, yeah. I bet you stay at home. So I'll let Crystal get this one first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me let me hear Crystal. Yeah, no, yeah. So I found it to be um, pretty comparable. Um, I think I it it was not as expensive, especially with an event going on as I expected to be for our lodging. Um, the flight, of course, because we booked two or three months before was expensive. But I think uh, with, with planning well in advance, mm -hmm. you, can, you, can, you can find, so we did not, we did a, a commercial hotel, so we didn't do any type of um, you know, housing or specialized housing, which now that I know, my first time I wanted to go, I wanted to stay in a hotel. So right. as I venture out, meet people, then I could find out more about how to cut costs the next time I came around. But it's it's comfortable. It's it's it's, it's look at it as vacation, and um, I think the earlier you plan it, the the more I could have probably probably spent. Uh, half of the cost that I spent on the trip if I had planned it earlier in the year. Okay, and and just I don't that, know, Robert, what your thoughts are. Yeah, know. that's all right. I'll come back to her. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah, yeah. As far as lodging, I mean, they do have Airbnb. There are a number of hotels, and then you have yeah. uh, the really small kind of motel kind of fields as well. So mm -hmm. similar to if you were going somewhere like Costa Rica or something, you can get the expensive hotel, or you can get the motel and whatnot. Um, as far as everyday expenses, food is very cheap. So the, the currency is the city, uh, C-E-D-I. So right now, the, city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the exchange rate is 1 to 5.6. So $1 is 5.6 cities. And just for okay. reference, so a coconut is like two yeah. cities. Um, you can get a good meal for maybe 15, 20 cities, depending on where you're going. So, you know, that's 5 to $10. Okay. You can 
eat really well. So the everyday expenses comparable yeah. to you know another vacation spot are very cheap. So the most most expensive would be the lodging and the flight. But once you get there, things are are quite cheap. Cheap, Ooh, nice. What did you want to buy, yeah. Crystal, when you were there? Like everything? Did you oh, want to buy everything? I would have wanted to buy everything. You see, I got my shirt, my earrings. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you bringing this to us. Uh, <laughs> so, and Robert, you have to help me. I think it's the culture center, the culture mm-hmm. complex, where all the hands-down um, fabric, fabric had dresses made, jewelry. I wanted to buy everything (laughs) but um when you go to the culture center um it's 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 going to our version of like an open air flea market more or less a market but it's you it's over it can be overwhelming Mm -hmm. um because you have i won't call vendors but they're 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 selling their own product but you see them making, you know, you see dresses you can have made right on the spot, things like that. Um, but I wanted to buy more of the um, the print and the um, ear jewelry. I, I got really into that more so than uh, anything else. Um, and I just, I didn't get enough. And I actually connect with uh, my Ghanaian sister selling my earrings now and I've ordered more since I've been home wow. so I've given them all to friends so that they could feel a piece of Ghana and wow. now I'm my uh, supply is low so um, I've been ordering I've been ordering more from my my guardian sister so yeah? Crystal what would you say surprised you about the uh, the country like I know you went there with some expectations about what this would be about and um, there were things that you learned that were new but was there anything that surprised you about what you saw what you experienced what you felt like you did not expect that because let me tell you I expect to feel like oh this was an emotional experience this was a maybe a spiritual journey I'm expecting that um, and it'll yeah. be great and probably greater yeah. than I expected. But like, is there anything that you're like, I was just floored to see the KFC or, you know, if I was just, um, oh. I could not, was there anything that would just really surprised you about your experience there? Well, not to mention, yes, I was surprised at how westernized, mm-hmm. um, right in the city of Crowd downtown I stayed right downtown, so it was no different than being in downtown of any large metropolitan city. I mean, um, so I was surprised that it was, again, as um, as my perception going was all of this barren land and yes. not necessarily mm-hmm. animals running around. I was expecting to see a giraffe. <laughs> commercial just just as the way that we live here um mm-hmm. but it was um i was very surprised uh, to see um to see how how convenient things were and i could walk to this and 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 just move around quickly and easily um one of the things from an emotional and spiritual um standpoint that i wasn't prepared for 
was the Cape Coast Castle. And I know Robert is probably knows can tell you a lot more. I know um, nothing. I thought I had my okay. Well, my I thought I would have my emotions in check there, but Cape Coast Castle is one of um and I might need some help here, Robert, but one of the major out of the forty slave castles. Um, but it was I guess because where it's located, it was really one of the major transatlantic trade locations that was used um, where the Portuguese um, invasion, um, the Europeans uh, came to invade and kind of kick off the whole transatlantic slave trade. And I, um, we scheduled a tour. We were right. We missed by about 10 minutes um, Beyonce's mother uh, and stepfather. So we ran into celebrities. It was like, you just missed this person. And you, but <laughs> Boris Kojo uh, and Nicole Ari Parker, we toured all on the same day, the castle. But what I wasn't prepared for is how it has impacted me to this minute that I'm speaking when I talk about it. It gives me chills. But what I didn't know about the, 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 the Cape Coast and uh, all the riches and the gold. Again, only what we knew from a high level here, mm-hmm. but not walking through the castles, feeling the spirits of our ancestors and what they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, walking in those rooms and hearing some of the stories. And then you just cry. You just stand there and you cry. And I brought back rocks and I brought, I was determined to bring as much as I could back from that experience. Thought I was just going on a regular tour, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just so right. Let me let so, me ask you. Oh, sorry. So deep. Let me yeah, ask sure. you. Um, was the door of no return part of that tour? It was. It was. I've yeah. heard that that was just a very much a uh, very touching and spiritual kind of um, experience doing that. I see. Yeah. We're watching. We're watching Crystal you on experience, Zoom. Right. She's like, you're, it's like you're walking through it again. I can, I've got chills actually yeah. watching you because I can see you tear up. It's, it's yeah. very emotional. I can't. Well, Robert, it, would you tell a us a little bit about that door of no return? Whatever you know about that. Yeah. So the door of no return is, you know, kind of what the name implies that once a slave walked out of that door, you know, that was the last time on the, the soil of Africa from then on. They were on the slave ship on the way to the Americas or on the way to Brazil, Latin America, or the Caribbean. So the door of no return was, you know, the last time that they were they were home. And, you know, my, I went there for the first time two years ago, and I, I'm not going to lie, I cried. I cried, man, that thing. Because you're, you're there. Yeah. You're in the dungeons. You can see the cannons. That, you're in the, you're in the dungeons. You can see the cannons that the Portuguese and the British and the Dutch were using to fight off other Europeans. So they were literally, they're literally fighting over us. So we were in that castle, mm-hmm. and then you're in the dungeons. And like the dungeons don't even have any light in them. Like it's it's crazy. So I think that's like probably the number one thing that everyone needs to do when they go is go to uh, the Cape Coast Castle. Okay. I see. It's it's so making all you up too. I mean, like it's it's serious. Oh, I um serious. yeah. I saw pictures of um friends who went there when um went through that experience and they took pictures and you can, it's, it's amazing. You can actually, st- even through the Facebook pictures, you can feel 
energy, the energy that seems to kind of come through that, that and the emotion that they were feeling um, just walking through that. And it, it's amazing to me that both of you have that same reaction, um, you know, and so thank you for sharing that with right. us. It, it just makes me, if nothing else, that makes me want to do that. So that one was powerful. That's probably definitely something that we should all, if when we go, mm-hmm. that's on the list. Is there anything else? Um, I, I love music, so I can imagine. I'm going to just tell you guys, when I thought about this and then I'm hearing about it, it sounds like the invitation of brothers and sisters who have been spread all across this United States to come back and have like the G-O of all time, like the greatest homecoming on earth, right? No offense, a and I'm just trying to put it in perspective, right? So, and so I'm thinking about the music and I'm imagining seeing African dance and uh, architecture and learning some things. Is there anything else that I should absolutely go to? Because I'm going to do music, definitely. Um, the tour in the castle. Is there anything else? Just like, you just got to do it, or you just got to eat that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, I'll go first. Um, you know, if you're going to be um, in the Cape Coast nope. area, um, there's a Kakum National Forest. Uh, where you can walk along mm-hmm. the treetops. So you're literally like, I, I think it's maybe hundreds of feet in the air and you're walking above the forest. So if you're scared of heights, uh, I don't know if you want to do it, but you're on a, a wooden <laughs> kind of a bridge walking like you see in the movies, Indiana Jones. You know, you're walking on that bridge above the forest. So that would be a great experience. Um, wow. Ramel is rocking back and forth because <laughs> I don't think she can handle that already. But but that sounds fun to me. So that, okay, that sounds like a, a, a Crystal, did you have another one in mind? Bring me back to earth, <laughs> Crystal. I need to be on the, I need to be on the ground. I'm the with mother. you. I, that was an option. And um, I, we both, uh, the girl that I went with, it was just the two of us here with a large group. We could have kind of latched on to some of the tours, but didn't that was one that I was I, I couldn't do because of my fear of height. But the Boti Fall um is very beautiful. It's a twin waterfall. Um mm-hmm. uh that uh yeah I think is a must see while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um if I had to give one more um I would say just from an experience we went to Labati Beach. Um there are several beaches one of the things that I think helped us out, we had um, a guardian friend that lives here in Raleigh. Again, as Robert said, everyone goes home um, to God for Christmas and for the holidays. So he was able to show us around and kind of show us the, 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 the key areas to visit. So um, just within the city itself, but the beach is right in the city, right along the city. So, Visiting the beach, and then I'd say probably Boti Falls, but there are so many other other points of interest that I'm leaving out. Oh well, I know you can't get it all in one day, and what we all um, have the problem with every time we get on this podcast, we try to have them short, so we can't we don't talk forever. So I don't know if we'll have to just you know do lunch one day, you know, when the world comes normal again. <laughs> Or we can see yeah. you, you know, at the celebration. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I bef- if, before we go, I want to ask Robert one more thing. 
we mentioned that like um crystal you stayed for 10 days right um and robert you mentioned it takes a it takes a long time to get there how what would be the minimal amount of time that you would say it's worth making this trip with you know yeah i would say minimum 10 days um you know there is a time difference for me it's six hours for you guys on the eastern time it'll be five hours so first couple of days let your body adjust and then after that you know for a week straight you're gonna be ripping and running eating this seeing that dancing here doing that so at least 10 days let your body adjust and get a full eight nine days to just get out and experience everything yeah gotcha okay Okay, I, I do have a lot more questions, but not enough time because I want to, I, I don't know, Amel, what we have to do about this because I want to talk about food that you tried um, that was new and different and that you can't wait to go back to because you can't get nothing like that here. And I want to talk about hairstyles or, you know, that type of thing, the other Black people that you met while you were there. Um, I, there's so many things that um, that I want to talk about. So I don't know. I, you talked about getting together for lunch one day. We're going to have to do something. I don't know when the world will open back up, but I am looking forward uh, to that day because I'm, I'm interested. Oh, I um, let me take another minute just to say, does anybody here, either one of you know about the um, effort to get uh, more people to get uh, to become um, I guess uh, to get citizenship in Ghana. Are you familiar with that push? Robert, do you know anything about yeah, that? Yeah, so there's been a number of initiatives over the years. It used to be uh, when I was like middle school, high school, maybe 10 years ago or something, that if you took the DNA test and it said that you have any, had any Ghanaian blood, you could get citizenship. Um, these days, it's not that straightforward, but there are ways for you to get it. So I have dual citizenship, of course, because I have parents who were born there. Um, Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the, the most up-to-date version, but there are ways. I know some African-Americans who have uh, citizenship today, so there are ways to do it. Oh, yeah. so if it don't go well here, maybe yep, I can... Hop on um... play. <laughs> okay, maybe a <laughs> DNA test, figure out where I'm from. But like, I, I, I heard, you know, I read about something, I think, what was it called? Um, the, uh, so, uh, the right of abode law or something like that, that might say that I get to go back and stay indefinitely or something. So I'll look that up. I'll look that up. Cause if things go wrong, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I might need some have options. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> like, Ghana, they're not going to kick you out. You're black. You're good. They're going to kick you out. I'm good. I guess <laughs> they're not going to kick you out. And I ain't In fact, on. they want to know when you're coming back. Um, <laughs> hey, I probably was asked that so many times. So, and you were like yeah. every year, every opportunity I get a chance as to quick as as soon as I can. Wow. Guardians have fun. Guardians don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians. Robert Guardians says no lies detected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey guys, this was fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you sharing your stories and your experiences and giving us chills and making us cry, cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and really helping seal our resolve to make this part of our experience too. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I just thank you both for bringing that um, to thank us. And, and I know the people who are listening have a chance to really feel it as well. Yeah, I think you're going to open a lot of eyes to um, opportunities 
that we can take advantage of and maybe not this year because you know the rona's got us all wrapped up at home but um in the future like instead of maybe going to the bahamas maybe we need to be you know setting our sights a little bit farther yeah time um, to go home honey yeah connections you know feel that connection that they feel and it was really inspirational to me and um i can see just i mean the amount of enthusiasm and the amount of connection you can tell that crystal Mm -hmm. has made in that one yes you know you mean you 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 said no at first right like no i'm not going but now it was worth it, right? Right. So I am so forward, looking forward to that. So I'm sorry, I've gone off into a tirade. So, <laughs> and Robert, thank you for lending us um, your information as well as being someone who calls that his home as well. So thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. This is great. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Okay. Well, listeners, thank you for stopping by yet again. And we appreciate you every time you do. So until next time, peace and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. <laughs> so until next time, peace, peace and, and blessings. blessings.